Welcome to the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schmedeke, and today we are brought to you by Applewood Plumbing, Heating, and Electric. They have been servicing Denver residents for 50 years, and they are the proud sponsor of the Colorado Avalanche, as well as this podcast. And on this podcast, we are talking Denver Broncos, and of course, the big news of Russell Wilson being benched. Uh, it's been about 24 hours, so I'm joined by Chris Thomason. Chris, how are you? And I'm just going to jump right in. What was your instant reaction to this? First of all, happy holidays to you, Chris. And Thank uh, you. You too. Yeah, I, I was surprised by the news because of the timing. I mean, I thought definitely a chance. I mean, they're still mathematically alive for the playoffs, and Kansas City could lose to Cincinnati and the Broncos beat the Chargers. I don't think Kansas City's losing to the Chargers in the final week, but I figured, okay, if they're eliminated this week, yeah, you roll out Stidham for – the finale but the fact that they're still mathematically alive that uh surprised me at the timing of the move and i think it pretty much means that you know sean payton is finally disgusted with uh russell wilson and uh it's the end so you know just to tie back a little bit to the patriots game on christmas eve they looked bad for what three quarters, pretty much, and then he kind of started cooking in the fourth quarter, and that's kind of seemed to have been the pattern here of late, where once Russ kind of goes off script, they start scoring, and, and that clearly Sean Payton is clearly not a fan of that. I thought he said something very telling in his uh, press conference on Wednesday, in that he mentioned, well, even when we were getting two or three turnovers a game, the offense still wasn't uh churning i mean basically i'm paraphrasing what he said that i mean if you look back at their five game winning streak they got an incredible number of takeaways and there were plenty of offensive lulls then but it was overlooked a lot because they were winning but uh the last four games i mean houston the offense was stymied finally got going late kind of similar to the patriots game wilson threw three interceptions in that game detroit the offense did nothing in the first half down 21 to nothing and uh i mean peyton was frustrated with the offense even when they had their five game winning streak and now that they've lost three out of the last four he just got disgusted and he'd had enough and i'm sure he's thinking well he's not in our future anyway let's get a look at Jared Stidham these last two games so real quick let's talk uh, money because that's the big that's one of the biggest stories from all this what how does this all break down for the Broncos now if they decide to move on from him in March yeah the fifth day of the new league year March 17th if Russell Wilson is still on the roster he's due a 37 million dollar guarantee his salary for 2025 his salary is already guaranteed for 2024 he's got like a 34 million dollar cap number his base salary technically excluding the signing bonus that he's already gotten is 17 million guaranteed they're not getting out of that he's fully paid for 2024 so the question is is russell wilson our quarterback for the next two years and apparently the answer is certainly most likely no. I mean, if he had one year left and then you could get free of the money after that, yeah, maybe you look at him next year, you draft a quarterback, uh, you, you know, and then he matures. But two years guaranteed of Russell Wilson, that seems to be 
from a Bronco standpoint too much. So basically, uh, we'll just all kind of have to wait and see, will they pull the trigger right after the Super Bowl when teams can start making roster moves? Will they do it immediately or are they going to keep trying to see if they can trade them and take it to the 11th hour in March because nobody's going to trade for that contract. And then if it doesn't happen, then you release them in March. What What is Russell Wilson's future in the NFL, though, honestly? I think he still could get a short-term deal for, you know, reasonable Is he a good money bridge quarterback? A team. I, what's that? Is he a bridge quarterback? A team that wants a Well, I mean, look at a team like Atlanta, which is, you know, going through right. uh, Ritter and Heineke. I mean, uh, if they had a decent quarterback, they'd be winning the NFC South. And so there are, uh, you know, teams out there. I mean, look at the, look at the Steelers. I mean, they just have a revolving door. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, 15 million a year or something, short-term deal. Uh, I don't know if anybody would guarantee him two years, but – yeah, I think he could uh, be a short-term uh, solution somewhere. And, you know, if he plays well, then maybe, you know, maybe he's there three, four years. I mean, he says he wants to play 20 years until he's 43, which is kind of ludicrous. But, uh, you know, 35, I think he could play certainly a couple more years. So there's been some rumblings on from some very valid reporters that this has kind of been in the works for a little bit, that they've talked to Russ about his injury guarantees. And what what is the story on all of that? Well, obviously uh, it's been ongoing since Sean Payton arrived. Uh, and uh, I mean, who knows, maybe there's a hail Mary thrown late. And the, the bottom line is Russell Wilson is due a guaranteed $37 million in 2025 if he's still on the roster. That's not going to happen. They're not going to pay a 37-year-old quarterback that kind of money that year. Well, how much is Russell Wilson going to make on the open market that year? So who knows? Maybe he comes to his senses and uh, agrees to some team-friendly deal. I mean, probably that that's definitely a Hail Mary and let's just say Stidham just totally stinks it up in the last two games or something along those lines. I mean, Russell Wilson is probably gone, but, you know, crazier things have happened in the NFL. I mean, a couple of years ago, if you recall, Jimmy Garoppolo was all but history with the 49ers. Everybody had written him off, and lo and behold, he's the 49ers quarterback, you know, the next season. Highly unlikely, but we'll see. How much of this blame falls on GM George Payton now? Because he, you know, he hired Nathaniel Hackett and that was a disaster. They traded for Russell Wilson that now looks bad. And they gave him that contract before he even played a snap. Is he possibly fired this offseason as well? Well, I certainly think that his uh, job definitely will be in jeopardy. I mean, he'll have that uh, on his resume, not only Nathaniel Hackett, but Russell Wilson, and it's quite obvious that Sean Payton is in charge. He is the last word on roster moves, and uh, I mean, maybe George Payton will beat him to the punch and, and tell him that he's ready to move on because he came to Denver obviously thinking that he was going to be the guy making decisions. A lot of them haven't 
worked out. Some of them certainly have. He's had some, you know, decent draft uh, picks. Uh, but, you know, he's now the second guy in terms of personnel behind uh, Peyton. So, yeah, if he's still with the Broncos after the draft, that would probably be considered a surprise. So you're a big NFL history guy. You you know, you, you, you spout out some stuff on this podcast. Sometimes take me, surprise me. But where does this trade rank now as some of the worst in NFL history? Oh, darn. I was going to make a baseball reference because everybody talks about Milt Pappas uh, traded for uh, – uh, what's that? What was that famous trade? Frank Robinson, I think, uh, back yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, and I then so. uh, yeah, and then Frank Robinson wins the triple crown with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. But um, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think here about uh, you know I think about quarterbacks who went to other teams, you know, uh, and and just bombed i mean johnny unitas going to the chargers joe namath going to the uh rams i mean you think of uh situations like that uh but then let me throw out one here uh you know brett Favre. remember he went to the jets and everyone thought oh my god he's washed up he's terrible and then he's resurrected with the vikings so not saying that necessarily is going to happen with Russell Wilson, but who knows, maybe he uh, pulls a Brett Favre and then with his next team looks a lot better. All right. So let's flip to this Chargers game on Sunday. And what do we expect from Jared Stidham? What, what do we expect to see? Well, if his debut is anything like his debut last year with Las Vegas, then people, I mean, the results didn't turn out great, but, he threw for 365 yards and three touchdowns in a 37 to 34 overtime loss to the 49ers last year in his first start when they benched Derek Carr because he obviously wasn't part of their future. But then the next week, he looked really bad against Kansas City. They got walloped 31 to 13. I think he had 219 yards, got sacked six times. So, uh, the Chiefs uh, obviously figured him out that game. It's hard to say what to expect because he's had the ups and downs I mentioned last year and even in the preseason. Um, if you recall earlier this year in early preseason games, he didn't look good at all, but then he looked good in the preseason finale against the Los Angeles Rams. So it's hard to say what uh, how he's going to look, but I will say it certainly helps him that he's got all week to prepare. He knows he's the starter. It's not like, you know, Wilson goes down early in the game and then he's thrown into the fire. Is Wilson the backup or is he inactive, do you think, on Sunday? Sean Payton has stated that he will be the backup and he was asked if he might change his mind that uh, he said, no, he'll be the backup. I think uh, by making him the backup, I mean, I asked Sean straight up Wednesday if part of this decision was due to the fact that he's due 37 million in March and if he gets hurt and can't pass his physical in March then he's guaranteed the 37 because it's injury protected and he kind of talked around it and said well lots of players you know lots of teams rest players when there's playoff bursts on the line we're trying to win so he didn't really directly answer the question but uh yeah 
I, I think they're trying to avoid the perception if Russell Wilson is inactive and they're saying that he's not even worthy of being the backup ahead of Ben DiNucci, it's quite obvious he's he's done. He's not part of their future. I think they're trying to um, not portray that. Oh, well, he's still the backup, but we're just going to Stidham to provide a spark. So I think they're, they don't want to portray that he's totally done. And then, you know, they also maybe want to, keep the one or two percent chance alive that he could come back and not totally humiliate uh, Russell Wilson by, well, they've already humiliated him, but not extra humiliate him by making him inactive. So, you know, we don't know for sure if they let him go, like, like you're saying, it's very high percent chance that his career with the Broncos is done. Where do the Broncos go from here in the quarterback like for the quarterback position. I know Stidham's under contract next year, but are they going to roll with Stidham? They don't have great draft picks. Um, where are they at now? They'd be like 14th in the draft. Um, they don't have a lot of capital trade to move up. Like I know Sean Payton's won with Teddy Bridgewater, with Jameis Winston, people like that. But, you know, what do they kind of do? I mean, what, what do you think their long-term plan is? It's just a guess, I know. But what do you think? Well, they obviously are going to look at Stidham. He's under contract next year. He signed a two-year, $10 million deal. He's under contract for a low-level type salary, especially if he's a starter. So you would think he's their first option. They'll see how he looks, obviously, in the last two games. Won't be surprised if they draft the quarterback. It's a deep quarterback class, and – I don't know if that quarterback would be ready to step in right away and and play as a rookie, but draft quarterback potentially. And then there's always the chance of a bridge type quarterback. I mean, Baker Mayfield signed for like 4 million for Tampa Bay and he's doing a decent job this year. I mean, obviously with, if they let Wilson go and have a, crazy amount of dead money on the cap, they're not going out and finding a 20, $30 million type quarterback. I mean, people thrown out Jameis Winston since he had a history with uh, Peyton uh, during his last year there in New Orleans. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see. But uh, I'm sure Sean Peyton has some quarterbacks in his mind. The Broncos offseason has not been dull since they won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 50. Every offseason has been coaching searches or quarterback searches. It's 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 pretty insane. One last thing for you before you go. You know, Russell Wilson's getting the blame for this, but Sean Payne made an interesting comment yesterday that, you know, he can't change out all fifth, five offensive lines or, or whatever he said along those lines. Again, is this a, the Broncos are just not as talented as people think? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, hearkening back to what I said before, that five-game winning streak, I mean – in which they just got a a crazy number of turnovers and won some games that they otherwise wouldn't have won. They're seven and eight. Granted, they, they gave away a couple games at the start of the season. So, you know, they're a 500 type team. They've lost some games. They should have won. They won some games. They should have lost. And, uh, uh, piggybacking on your comment, part of that comment also that Sean Payton said was, uh, you know, I can't replace five offense, five wide receivers, can't replace the offensive line. And, you know, 
we could be looking at a situation where you're talking to a different guy here, <laughs> meaning that, uh, you know, he doesn't win. His job is in jeopardy. Obviously, it's not in jeopardy anytime soon. He's got a five-year deal worth around $90 million. So he knows his future is certainly safe for a couple more years. And he's the guy in charge. And he seems to have almost carte blanche on what he can do with the roster. And uh, he believes that, um, you know, his best option is to uh, make this move now, you know, for the for the present and for the future. This is Sean Payton's team now. We can clearly see that for sure. All right, one more thing before we go. Do the Broncos beat the Chargers on Sunday with Jared Sinem? I think they probably still do, but I don't know. Chargers come in a little frisky. Well, the Chargers are a little bit hard to peg from the standpoint. It looked like they had totally quit on the season when uh, the Raiders put up 63 on them two weeks ago. But uh, – then all of a sudden they showed life and took uh, the bills down to the wire. So who knows what charger team is going to show up on Sunday, but it seems to be a team that at least uh, is still trying to, to fight and play. I mean, I still think the, the Broncos win, but I don't think it'll be as easy as it was a couple of weeks ago when they won 24 to seven out in LA and, uh, Easton stick came in cold off the bench. I mean, he's at least gotten a couple games to keep his feet wet. So I think it's a competitive game and uh, I would think maybe the Broncos should be able to pull it out. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, you know, like you said at the beginning, like they are technically still able to make the playoffs. A lot has to happen, but they could still They could still do it. All right, Chris, thanks for coming on and talking about this big news in Broncos country. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. Also, you can watch us on YouTube as these are posted on YouTube uh, later in the day. So make sure to check that out and make sure to read all of Chris's and everybody else's stuff on the Broncos and all our other teams at DenverGazette.com. And Chris, like you said earlier, happy holidays, happy new year. And we'll be talking again uh, after uh, the Jared Stidham era begins on New Year's Eve. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.